0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're back on a Monday morning. CeeLo and Big Zoo and on the show today. There (laughs) you go. Yeah. Ah.
1: That's Alan Jerry?
0: Oh, no. Who is that? Boomer. Oh, tremendous. All right. Very good. Zeddy Scazzeri brings us back here. You've got Gio and the great Al Dukes coming up at the top of the hour. Al will uh, do Boomer duties for the first three hours of the show, and then our boy Anthony Gallo is going to get the last hour. He was due that from when he uh, jumped into the Atlantic Ocean with Gio, the uh, big summer kickoff, Memorial Day weekend down there in Belmar. So uh, he was owed that hour, and uh, Gio will pay up later on this morning, so that should be fun as well. Looking forward to that, Big
1: Zoo. Oh, yeah, there we go. We got a little double G hour in the 9 o'clock. You got Gallo gio combination. Very good. So now
0: McMoneagle kind of alluded to this at the end of uh, his overnight program, and I'll say it to you this way. Uh, So we're off and running. We did our Mets talk, and we could. This is obviously on Monday, beginning of the week. This could essentially be the – Last week, I would say, where baseball matters around these parts until next year. It's 100%. very possible when you consider the trade deadline, the fact that the Mets have, quote-unquote, waved the white flag on the season, whether Verlander remains or not. And then from a Yankees standpoint, off another series loss to a division rival in the Orioles and as ugly as Sunday's game went. Beyond that, I get it. They're only three out in the loss side for that final AL card spot. But two of the teams that they are chasing at the moment in the Rays and the Astros – Come calling this week in the Bronx, seven-game homestand, and if things get ugly, by the time we get to next Monday, the Yankees could uh, find themselves significantly back in the standings, and who the heck knows what they're going to do, if anything, between now and tomorrow at 6 o'clock as the trade deadline arrives.
1: Now, let me ask you, Celo, because I have my thoughts on this, and I absolutely think they should be. Maybe not full-on sellers the same way the Mets are, but they need to make some strategic moves here. They can't be going all in on buying.
0: Right Problem now. is, they have nothing to sell right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not wrong. They got it. I mean, listen, you got a couple arms in the bullpen. You could maybe move on, and you could try to bring yeah. in some different pieces. I'm not. I'm saying something more along the lines of a Harrison Bader, you know, Jordan Montgomery trade last year, rather than a Max Scherzer or a you know David Robinson type of trade. Yeah,
0: the difference with. You know a Bader Montgomery thing in this case. Well, I mean, I assume you were you talking about Bader specifically for like right now, or you're saying just something. No, in, I'm just you know, saying along, along those, lines? those lines
1: where you're trading. You know, a position player for a pitcher, guys yeah. that are major league ready. You're not getting prospects. You're getting somebody that's going to step in. And I don't know
0: who the either. pitcher would be because I mean, look, Luis Severino is worth a bag of balls right he, now. Oof. He told you after last night he feels like he's the worst pitcher in baseball. He's not right wrong. Now. No, he's not. And I mean, he it's six runs before he gets an out last night. Uh, He ends up giving up all nine across three and a third. There's been a bunch of these starts since he's come off the IL. His ERA, which I think is 7.49, is the worst through 12 starts. And I know that's a random number, but just to give you some context, it's the worst through 12 starts in Yankees franchise history in any given season. That's how bad he's been. That sounds about right. So you talk about him, Nestor Cortez, who's rehabbing right now and is not back, Domingo Herman, who if you remove the – big if if you remove the perfect game stats and what his numbers look like and he's had some stinkers and some clunkers mixed like I don't oh, think yeah. they have that pitcher right now the you know the old hey still has a year or two of control that you would look to shop to another team that would fetch anything significant right now so it's really it's Cole it's Rodon you're waiting for Cortez to get back Severino's been a mess uh, and Herman is is what he is I mean he had the he had that weird awkward Awkward is not the right word. How about random moment out in Oakland, whatever it was, now month and change ago. But he's a guy who some nights is going to look unhittable, and other nights is going to be very hittable, and he's probably going to pitch to an ERA for the season of about four and a half. Mm-hmm. So what is that worth? I don't. I don't think that you know that profile is what Jordan Montgomery offered for the Yankees last year, and in the years he was with them, lefty guy that probably has more upside, guy that the Yankees never scored for. I Mm -hmm. mean, and you think about that trade, and now he's moved again. The Rangers obviously saw something. He's having a good year. Yeah, and someone said he's basically one of the prizes of the deadline, and he now is an impending free agent. So that is a potential rental situation if the Rangers aren't going to resign him. Uh, but from a Yankee standpoint, man, I mean, you, the, maybe the couple, somebody in the bullpen. Yeah, but the names and the names you were hearing them connected to, you know, Cody Bellinger was the obvious name. Bang, uh-huh. Cubs have ripped off what nine in a row now, and it sounds like he's not going to be moved. No shot. Randall Grichuk was another name you heard. He gets moved yesterday. There go the Angels again. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the Angels are, you know, more aggressive than the Yankees are here
1: trying to make a run at the wild card. Artie Moreno is so desperate; he's to all keep in. Show time, sure, around. or
0: at least to get something to get some. You know, some burn out of him here yep. the rest of the way, regular season, and hoping to get into the postseason to, you know, cash some of those uh, receipts there from Ooh. the fans for a couple of. And who even knows, by the way, if they end up, I mean, if, it looks like if they got in, they'd be a wild card team. Yeah. So you're not even you're not even getting uh you're probably not even getting yourself any home games unless because they're if they're going to get in as a wild card they're probably not going to be you know they're going to be on the lower you're not end of be the, wa- the yeah, so you'd whatever. have to win that series just to get into the division series and get yourself an actual
1: home game in the postseason oh man you got to love that though I mean I I I just I love that this guy who has been sitting here for however many years with Mike Trout and Otani and you know he goes out in the offseason he signs guys like Rendon and I mean. Josh Hamilton in years past, but yeah.
0: nothing to show for it.
1: Nothing, nothing. And then the year that Otani's about to be a free agent, that's the oh man, we got to we got to click on now. We got to trade everybody. Yeah. We got to get this guy to stick around. And that's
0: strange. So they add Gritchuk and C.J. Krohn from the Rockies. So you're starting to see the moves percolate a little bit. The Mets have obviously been involved, and the Yankees are just kind of sitting, sitting there, which, you know, I can't even, like, you would expect more aggressiveness because they keep telling you every time Aaron Boone's asked about it, oh, you know, it's in front of us. We hold the pen. <laughs> we still think we're a championship team, blah, 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 uh, blah. Um, but, yeah, like, when Aaron Judge is not in the lineup, it's, I mean, they're not. they're nothing. They're and not. you saw that again on Sunday. Now, in fairness, ended up being the, the right decision maybe not the right decision but it worked out for them giving him the day off Sunday because Luis Severino puts you in an immediate I won't say insurmountable hole but right out of the gate you're it's a big uphill climb but yeah. but in on principle I did not agree or necessarily understand with that decision after judge gives you a dynamic game Saturday right Friday night he makes his return three walks he's on base three times the rest of the offense had four singles they do nothing. <laughs> So Saturday, he says, ah, forget the walks. You know, i got to hit the ball out of the ballpark, which he does again. He just kills it at Camden Yards. His numbers against the Orioles in his career are absurd. He's played less than 100 games against them, and he's got like 39 home runs. Mm. It's crazy, right? And he's got three hits. He gives you everything you want to see. And, look, I get it. they got no days off. He's just back. But it's like they decide not to send him on to rehab assignment. He gets – You know, live BP against Jonathan Luizaga last week, and then a couple of sim games down in in Florida. It's like, okay, here we go. Now, that worked out for them because somehow, you think about it, Stan comes off the I.L., takes him like six weeks to find anything. Um, Rizzo um. goes into the tank. You know, Donaldson was a mess even when he was healthy. Then he's out again. Bader's in and out of the lineup on the I.L. And here goes Judge, basically out for two months, and he hits the ground running, looks just like the guy that was carrying them before he got hurt in L.A., and then it's like, well, you know, got to pick our spots here because, you know, he hasn't played a lot. No, re- You know, in theory, this game that we got on Saturday could have been for Double A Somerset, but we we benefited from it, so now we got to be careful. It's. I, I mean, at what point, if you're going to say it's all in front of us, we hold the pen, and you've got ground to make up, and it's not so much, look, three in the loss column is not a big number, but when you look at the teams that they have to chase down, mm-hmm and you look at this stretch that they're in, Orioles, Rays, Astros, I mean, this could essentially be the season. You've got to have your best player on the field. Also, they were facing a guy in Dean Kramer who in the early part of July pitched against them in the Bronx and completely shut them down for seven innings, struck out ten. Want to guess who had great career numbers against Dean Kramer? Let me get Aaron Judge. Four for ten with three home runs, but no. No, He's no, you got to no. take Sunday off. No, it Again, got... it worked out for them because Severino was awful. But is that really – hey, we were right about Judge because we had no chance to win the game. What does that really say about yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah like why are you – the thing that gets me is the pounding the chest almost about it. As if that's like, yeah, like, look, we did this. You got blown out 9-3. You're in a race to try to make the playoffs. Not to win the division and you're already in. Not to – you know, increase your positioning in the playoffs and get home field advantage, you are in a race for your lives just to get there. So the fact that you're going to sit back and go, oh, okay, well, you know what, we're going to take it easy. We're going to do the, you know, we're not, we're going to rest them here and there. And hey, guess what? You know what? Today we got blown out, so it's a good thing. It's like, no, man. And I know those aren't his exact words, yeah. but that's basically what you're saying. That's that's so disrespectful to your fan base and also to your players, man. And Aaron Boone has been doing this for a little bit too long now this season in terms of just giving the tips of the cap to the uh, opposing pitchers or to the opposing teams. It, it's time. It's time to just start looking at this team for what it is, man. You either got to call it how you know how you see it, or you have to show us that you're going all in on this year by doing these things like playing Aaron Judge and making sure he is in that lineup. Right for most days.
0: If you're, I mean, look, he has told you time and time again, not a hundred percent. Probably not going to be rest of the way. Surgery is an option in the off season. So if they're bringing him back to play, you know, play him. Yep. I, I, I hate to make it that simple, and I understand he's not going to play every single game the rest of the of the rest of the way. Obviously. But this is a this is a crucial stretch, as we said at the beginning of this segment. You know, if things go south here again and I get it, the Rays have not been playing good baseball for a while now. So they come in, and maybe you fi- you, you get fat on them. And you know, the Astros beat them up on Saturday, so uh, not exactly the same Rays team that we saw at the beginning of the season. But a team that you're chasing, you got to chase down, and the Astros as well, unless they end up catching the Rangers. But then you just swap out the Astros for the Rangers in the wild card race. I mean, the time is now.
1: Exactly, and. I mean, I look at this stretch; these next six games or six games, seven games, seven games, seven games. They got yeah. four against uh, Houston, right? Um, so these next seven games, honestly, you got to go five and two, in my opinion. You go five and two, not and that's not to save the season or anything, but that's to make this you, run. Yeah,
0: put you right in the mix because exactly. you know you go two and five against teams that you're, you're chasing, you're and yeah, I mean, uh, the middle there's a middle ground, obviously, um, but I mean. It's just anything that doesn't revolve around Judge right now just does not feel right. Feels stale, feels shot, feels done. I mean, you look at Anthony Rizzo, he had that one game, four for four, where you thought, okay, he's back, breakout, and he's been same thing since. Yesterday, old for five, five strikeouts. They strike out eighteen times at a team as a team, and there's Boone after the game again. Yeah, well, other than the strikeouts, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> we had some good at-bats, Better, you know, I thought we built momentum from Saturday. I mean, come on, man. Nobody wants to – and 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 I heard McMonagle say this, and he's right. It's like, why do we even – why do people even react anymore or care what he ha- – like, as if this, it doesn't matter, and basically we shouldn't take anything he says seriously. I get that, but it's still frustrating because, like, I get the approach, and he's not the only one, and this is what the managers do now. You know, oh, got to be buddy-buddy with the players. With the pre-. Do we really think the players necessarily – pay attention or care to that sort of thing. Now, if he goes out there after the game and completely blasts or rips into his guys over and over again, I get that. Or if he's singling guys out, because we think anyone is really any, like, you know, Rizzo, for example, or Stanton is checking to see what Boone said after last night's game. Oh, let's see. Let's see if he rips into us for the strikeouts. Oh, no, nope, there he is complimenting us. Okay, I feel better about my relationship with my manager now. No, nah, bro, man. they're
1: eating. They're eating dinner after the game, or they're doing whatever they're doing after the game. They don't. They're not going on Twitter and they're checking Aaron Boone's comments or watching a Yes Network to see Aaron Boone's comments. Like they don't. It's so to the point where it's ridiculous that he just comes out with these prepared answers. And he just continues to read them off. And I get what Cee-Lo's saying er, Cee-Lo, C-Mac's saying when he's saying, you know, we can't even react to this stuff. But when you start to say that you can't even react to this stuff, then we also need to start having a, the conversation about Aaron Boone. Right. Because that's ultimately where we're going to be at the end of the year. And we have to start to think about that. If, you're, if we're all tuning him out and everything he's saying is just completely – nothing burger after nothing burger well uh-huh. that's
0: why he's been tuned out on this show i get yelled at yep. when i play boon cuts but i'll tell you what i'll be playing that one about the strikeouts this morning oh, because that it. is embarrassing i mean even if he believes that because he's the full you know glass half full cockeyed optimist i mean i'm sorry you have to have a feel for the moment and understand that it just makes you look moronic and silly to be putting that out there it's that's- just I, if you want to give me the, you know, the answer within the answer, and yeah, the strikeouts, but some of the at bats were like nobody, that is not the takeaway from this game. Mm-hmm. It's not.
1: That's a loser statement. Just a complete like that's that's a loser statement right there from Boone. And I really, I just yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. nothing else he can really say to redeem himself at this point for me.
0: All right, well. I'm wrong about the breaks again here on this program. Eventually, one of these days, I'll figure it out. So we're late for that. Let's do that. Coming right back on the other side.